When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, wow, Kyrie Irving is coming back to the Nets. He's going to play this Wednesday against the Indiana Pacers. So I wanted to talk to one of the best and brightest minds in basketball, Mo DeKeel. Mo is the co-host of Nerder She Wrote, which is on The Athletic NBA Show. He, once upon a time, was a video coordinator for the San Antonio Spurs and the Los Angeles Clippers. Mo really knows basketball. So I wanted to bring Mo in to actually tell us how it will look and how Steve Nash should coach now that Kyrie Irving is back with the Nets. This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. to the glue guys this is mike here brian is not here uh this is a special little episode now that we got the news that kyrie irving is going to play with the brooklyn nets or is expected to play in wednesday's game against the indiana pacers i wanted to get someone who actually knows basketball not like brian and i who could tell us how it looks so joining us on the show is mo de uh coming up is about 20 minutes of Mo and I talking about Kyrie Irving, how it will look that he will be playing basketball for the Nets, how Nash should handle that situation, and also how James Harden has looked in Mo's eyes. So here coming up is Mo DeKeel from The Athletic NBA Show. All right. Joining us on The Glue Guys is one of the brightest minds in oh basketball, boy. Mo DeKeel, co-host of Nerd She Wrote on The Athletic NBA Show. He also has a wonderful Twitch stream, Mo. How how can people watch? You talk about basketball all the time. How do people watch you on Twitch? Uh, just go to twitch.tv slash Mo underscore NBA. My dog is uh, jumped into my lap just now, and 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 that happens on the Twitch stream as well. Uh, he likes to be involved in the action. So, uh, um, yeah, but you can go check it out there. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. Just follow me on Twitter. I always put the link up every time I go live. It's really good. I mean, if you... If you kind of feel like you're lacking um, in actual basketball breakdown, Mo gives you real basketball. Also, his, your Twitter is fantastic. So follow Mo on Twitter. Um, it's at Mo DeKeel. Underscore NBA. It's, Underscore NBA. I try to keep it consistent across all, all lanes. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. I almost it, I put up the, the bat signal for you today because we got news officially that Kyrie Irving is preparing to have his return on Wednesday against the Pacers. A road game, which is, of course, it's only going to be road games from here on out. And I wanted to talk to you because 
you know, we, we've had so much debate about vaccinations on the show and uh, sort of the emotional impact of Kyrie. Uh, but we haven't really talked too much basketball because it hasn't felt like a real possibility that he was going to play. Now he's playing. And I think it presents an interesting question for the Nets. Um, so I want to ask you straight out, um, how would you, if you were only getting Kyrie Irving in the circumstances that it was, where it's only road games, you have this weird season where a lot of guys are out for the COVID list, how would you kind of handle Kyrie's minutes and his return? Would you maximize him and play him with KD and Harden? Or do you kind of split it up as if it almost there was nothing strange about what, what's happened up leading to this point? Yeah, it's look, first off, let's just start with it's not an easy position to be in <laughs> for Steve Nash, right? Like this is one of those questions you probably have, you know, thought about, overthought, you know, uh, then like I'm not going to think about it for a while, then went back to thinking about it. Like it's just everywhere. He woke up in the middle of the night, I'm sure, and going like, well, maybe if I did this, there's going to be a million second guessing. There's no right answer, right? Like, I think the I think the starting point is the most important thing is this is his first game since the second round of the playoffs against the yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. Like, it's been a long time. I didn't do enough. Uh, I didn't count all the days, but it's long. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> you know, um, you, I don't think you can come out there and put him right away at like 37, 38 minutes in, in that sense. So I think for starters, you're going to just drip feed him especially because it's this game and then they're home for a few days before the next road game and, and things like that. So I think what you do is you do put him in the starting lineup. I do think you try to okay. maximize him with KD and, and Harden. Maybe you try to leave some minutes on the, on the table in case this game is close and you could use him in, in crunch time. Cause how many times have we seen games, you know, just any team guys are on a minutes restriction. They over they they burn those minute restrictions in the first three quarters. It's a close game, and the coach is like, "God, I really want to play this guy." But the team, the, the I always think of Zion Williamson. I feel like I remember early on. I mean, this has been so long ago that he was recovering from whatever he was recovering from before. Where they they had there was times when they couldn't have him out in the fourth quarter when they needed him. Um, yeah, it's it's know. it's hard, you yeah. know. So it's 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 a hard thing. I think they're going to ease him in to this. I think you know they have a a, a long road. Roads to, uh trip coming yeah. here pretty soon. And I think that's going to be where you're really going to see them kind of fully maximize. I think right now it's almost like it's, I hate to say it this way, but it's almost like two preseason games. You know, the first games that he's going to play just because he needs to get back to being acclimated with the guys and things like that. But everybody should be excited. It is forget all the off court stuff. Right. Right. And, 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 and however we feel about that, you know, and I have a lot of opinions on that that I try to keep to myself. But on, it's just fun to have Kyrie back on the basketball court because he's such a unique talent and he gives the Nets such an extra oomph that we've I mean, you've watched a ton of them. I've watched a ton of them this year that we just feel like they're kind of missing, even though they're right there in the race for the top of the East still feels like they just need that last sort of punch that they haven't had. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you that. I mean, it, it seems like an obvious answer, but you think that the Nets to increase their championship odds and I don't know how much the increase is. Let's say Kyrie's only a part-time player. How much of an impact do you think he adds to the chances that they could win a championship? Is it significant if he's only a part-time player? Is it too tough to even tell right now? Because we haven't even seen him play basketball. I, I, I Just the idea of Kyrie, I think it's a significant add. It'll help you. Um, it just becomes really challenging, Mike, when you get to the playoffs. You know, and, and <laughs> what, 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 what do you do? 
You know, if if uh, trying to get the five seed, you have to right tank. exactly just constantly <laughs> be, be you know you no game sevens at home. No. You know, like you fight all year to have home court advantage, and the Nets are like, no, 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 we're gonna fight all year not to have home court advantage. <laughs> like it's 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 just a challenging situation to be in. You know, and, and and so, you know, there are going to be a lot of unknowns, a lot of how is this going to work? I have my doubts because I think there's a I'm a big believer in just how much chemistry means to the team and and, and playing with each other and going through battles and, and, and things like that with each other. Like he's never played with Patrick Mills, you know, Patrick. I called him Patrick. Patrick. Patty. You know, I went to his official name. Uh, this is just <laughs> my Australia days, I guess. Um, But uh, uh, did you know, coach? Patty, you coach Patty, right? We yeah, told- I was I, I was with them in Australia. So yeah. Uh, so what? What's because some people I know a lot of people know you were a video coordinator with the Spurs and Clippers, but what was your Australia like? Well, how much do you know Patty Mills in terms of him as a player and how far oh, back do you go with him? Very, very well. I mean, I go back as far as 2010. You know, um, you know, and 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 my first run with the Olympics or, or with the Australian team when we played in the world championships, you know, Patty's just an unbelievable human being. Forget about basketball, just an unbelievable yeah. human being. So go way back with him in that regard. You know, I was part of the coaching staff, the video coordinator, you know, slash assistant coach, um, mostly video coordinator though. Uh, and, 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 you know, but it was involved in practices, worked with him and the guards a lot. You know, Brett Brown gave me a, a, a big leash, during the, the 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 training camps to to really kind of play with those guys and 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 coach a little bit. So I go way back with Patty. But you know, but back to the point though of Kyrie, yeah. he's never played with him. You know, he hasn't played with Paul Millsap, with James Johnson. Like there's a chemistry thing and you're only going to get part of that. You know, the you know that they've played 34 games into the season, 35 by, you know, it'll be game 36 when he plays. Right. You know, and so he's going to play maybe about half of those because of the uh the, the home game stuff and you know you're you're looking at it like so he's only going to get 15 games 16 games of of building com- chemistry with those guys and that matters come playoffs you know it also might not matter at all mike because they're they'll just so so supremely talented <laughs> that it, it's just like screw whatever the hell Mo said we're just good basketball players <laughs> great basketball players you know so it's 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 just so up in the air well let, let me ask you this there's two looming returns Kyrie Irving as a part-time player Clay Thompson as a full-time player which is more significant I think god they're they're both that tough? so it, it is because Clay because Clay is we have no clue how he looks we have an idea of what part-time Kyrie is going to look because he's he's going to be fully healthy <laughs> he should come right. in with a lot of energy but he's only a part-time player where Clay's full-time but again the injuries were just so devastating I, I'm almost gonna push back saying Clay's full time. You know, okay. like you saw it with you saw it with KD when he was coming back just from the Achilles injury, right? Like he how many stretches did he have of consecutive games until towards the end of the season where I think seven or eight consecutive regular season games, and then obviously the whole playoffs. But you know, there was a lot of like played five games, had to sit three games, played this many, you know, played three games, did the, you know, and, and injuries kind of just happened with the Achilles. Clay's coming back from an Achilles and a torn ACL. Like, so, you know, it, and I don't think the Warriors are going to play him, you know, every game, right? They're going to give him days to rest and recover and things like that. They're going to go slow with him because the key is for them to just have him ready to go by the end of the uh, season and into the playoffs where he can play every night. And I think, so I, I, I 
Colin Clay, a full-time player, is a little bit like, yeah, in theory, he's eligible to play every game. <laughs> but it's but I think he might even be a little bit of a part-time guy in that sense. But in terms of importance, man, it's a it's a toss-up because I I have my doubts about the Warriors. My uh, it them going to the finals improves obviously with Clay Thompson. I was in on the Nets even when I heard the news of Kyrie. Then we started watching them play, and I'm watching them now, going like, "Okay, no, I was wrong. They need they need Kyrie also." Yeah, they do. Um, and so it's like, okay, so it's almost like both of these teams' chances just goes up with those guys' presence on the court. You know, forget about how well they're playing; their presence on the court. You're not leaving either of those guys open. You know, right. you, that's that's kind of it. Doesn't matter. Both guys can go zero for five from three. You're still going to contest the sixth shot, you know, and, 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 and all of those things. So I think it's almost equal level, but both very big, big for both those teams. So and we were talking about this a bit before. So if you were Nash, because if there were no part-time player, there was no odd vaccination issues. The way Nash had played those three, the, James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie together. And we only saw, I think, eight games of that last year anyways so it's not like a great sample size but it's a mix and match like every coach would you, you know they all start the game one of them comes out the other two ru- runs the bench units and at times it'd even just be Harden out there with all bench players because Harden is the most sort of you have he's his own system to himself right right um but do you as Nash do you try to line up all those three guys minutes together just because we're they're not going to get a lot of time to play they're just not until the you need to kind of almost jumpstart that chemistry in a way. Or do you have to it's almost too much of a consideration to try to play the three stars together all the time because that that then completely messes with your bench units and all that stuff. So how do you handle that? Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing people don't understand, it's, it's not even those three guys that are affected. It's changing the roles of everybody on that roster, right? Like the one thing I've known from my time with players is they just want to know what to expect, right? They want to know what their role is. I'm going to come in this time of the game. I'm usually getting out this time of the game. I'm going to get usually this many minutes. Now it's like, okay, road games is going to change. Home games is going to be different. And there's this whole weird flux about it, you know, in, in, in that. So it really affects everybody in in that sense. You know, like, what do you do with Patty Mills? Because you really can't play Patty Mills, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden all three at the same time. You know, it, it, you, you can, but now your defense gets really interesting um, in that situation. So you're, you're you're really kind of dealing with a lot of questions. And and uh, you know what? I won't be surprised if we see that lineup, but it's going to be a, a that's like a clutch line. You know, the closing time. Hey, we went all shooters, but you can't play defense. Like, as you said, it, that, it, 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 that's the question, right? Like, OK, right. If we need to shoot our way back into a game. OK, we'll put those guys out there if it's, you know, uh, or, or we need to lock down defensively we're going to take Patty Mills out and, and, and put somebody in that can play defensively. So there's just a whole lot of stuff that goes into it in terms for Nash. I think my focus would be like, because they just only played eight games together last season, I would say, Hey, like I need to get those three guys on the court together as much as I can. So I think I would try to pair that. I would try to keep that grouping together and figure out what other two guys I can play with those three, you know, throughout the season. So I can start getting that, that sort of rotation down for, for road games. It's just, it's just so weird, Mike. I don't, I mean, every time I think about it, like, it's just like, man, like this is going to get very weird. And, and this is a very, very tough coaching job. 
Yeah, and you know that. So there's some. You probably don't get this, but because I'm a part of Nets Twitter, like every fan base, there's people like to complain about the coach. It's just part of it's it's indoctrinated. The moment we're born into a, a fan base's Twitter, you're going to complain about a coach. And there are complaints about Steve Nash, you know, rotation issues or whatever. My thing is, is like, I don't think any coach in the NBA could have handled the sort of insanity that has surrounded this franchise better than Steve Nash has. Like, you know, if you even look down south in Philly, Doc Rivers is like the archetypal, like sort of like old sage coach, right? Like a wizard, like in terms of knowledge and wisdom. But it's been tough with Ben Simmons. Now that situation, there's a more uh, back and forth, you know, between Daryl Morey and Clutch and stuff like that. So it's kind of harder for Doc Rivers to manage it. But Nash, you don't hear any of that with the Nets, really. Well, you know, that stuff doesn't leak out. And I think that partly due to Nash's ability to sort of manage, just, you know, sort of like defuse minor situations, it seems that way to me. I don't know what you think, though. Yeah, first, let's start with just Doc created this situation in the first place <laughs> yeah, I, I, with, with, with the whole Ben yeah, Simmons thing. Yeah, but that's yeah. a whole you're, other you're podcast right. for a different t- fan base. Sure. Um, but I just think when people really are kind of coming at Nash, I'm like, you're 100% right. No other coach could handle this. Doc couldn't handle this. This is a whole different scenario. And it took a guy like Steve Nash, who, you know, has shown very eloquently like he can handle this and 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 understands these guys to a degree you know and and has that level of like has their respect and is able to kind of respect them back in a way and 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 really sort of keep that going it's almost like a very uh emphatic i hope that's the right word uh um you know english again is my first language and i still suck at it um but you know like just has that feel for these guys in a way that that goes a long way and i gotta take a hit i was against the nash hiring the you know when he first got I, hired i remember I was like, Mo. i remember no. oh jeez you're taking notes um <laughs> but like you know because i thought like exactly what you said this is an incredibly tough job this is a lot of personalities i wasn't sure he could handle it and i was wrong you know and i watched it last season going like no i was wrong like he's he's handled it gracefully and it's to be honest and i should have seen it because that's how he's handled everything with this you, you know with his time as a player all the way through so you know uh nets fans can complain all they want like i don't think you're Another coach, this thing's going to be a complete disaster. He's the right coach for this job currently. Yes. Let's do a couple quick ones because I know you got to get out of here. Um, you know, we last time we spoke, we spoke about James Harden. Like he had a couple of good games. This was, I guess, this was about a month ago. Um, Harden's been playing better. It seems like he's more burst. What have you been seeing out of Harden? Because he, if anyone that has had more discussion about the Nets besides Kyrie. It's how's Harden looks. So how do you think Harden has looked? Yeah, he, he, he looks comfortable now. You know, I think he looks a little bit better with the, the point of emphasis rules and the way the game's being officiated a little bit. He's still getting to the line a pretty good number of times on, on, on some nights, you know, but he just looks more comfortable and more fluid. Like I'm pretty sure I said it on your show. I wasn't really that worried about Harden. No, yeah. I said, you know, let, let's slow start. Fine. Like he'll get back. Like I wasn't concerned. He's too good of a player not to be 
James Harden again. You know, like everybody was panicking. And if this is the Harden you're going to get, like the Nets are screwed. I was like, I don't think this is the Harden you're going to get. It's November. It was December. You know, it's, it's, we're now in January and you're beginning to see him kind of get going here a little bit. What you would like to see is them get some wins behind that, you know, dropping that game to Philly and then dropping that game to the Clippers is a, are, are too bad. Uh, Philly's not a bad loss. The Clippers is a really bad loss. Really no bad. Paul George, no Marcus Morris. You had a, I think it was a 13 point lead midway through the fourth quarter and you blow that like, you know, and, and, and it's not the guys you think who are beating you. It's, it's, you know, how many Nets fans knew who Amir coffee was, you know, it's, 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 it's those things that are like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know? So, you know, he's looked better, but they need to start kind of scratching some wins together a little bit, not because it's, it's, you know, they're right there in the standings. Like I said, top of the East, but they haven't had like a signature win. Like, what's their best win? I mean, they they have beaten Philly. They beat the Lakers, but the Lakers are Lakers I mean, are terrible. The Lakers are win. bad at this. The point. Lakers are not a good win. They beat that. That what was impressive about that win was they did it without KD. It was James Harden and the crew and things like that. So that's impressive. But also, the Lakers are just bad team right now. Yeah, you Lakers know, and 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 Philly's up and down. You know, in the, in the standings, you know, so it's like, but they haven't beat the Bucks, they haven't beaten the Heat, they haven't beaten Chicago. You know, like those teams in the East are the ones you're looking at, going like, hey, like that. Those are some good teams we got to beat. Well, and this goes back to Kyrie, but like they have a game against the Bucks coming up on Friday. That's a huge game, obviously, and but they're it's at home. No, Kyrie, <laughs> what are you gonna do? So if yeah, they win it, it's great. Everyone says, wow, they beat the Bucks without Kyrie, but you know. This team, it's just such an odd situation. One last question about Kyrie, and then we'll get out of here. Like, how is this going to work in the playoffs? We see, we know playoff basketball is so different from regular season. Things get so intense in the playoffs. Every minute that a bench player is out there versus a starting lineup player typically is like a drastic turnaround in terms of point. How can how can this work that Kyrie, like, obviously lock and change, uh, you know, New York City could decide by then to loosen things up or Kyrie can actually make a bold decision to get vaccinated. Um, I just can't, we have this conversation and I can't even begin to think about how in a playoff series, the Nets are going to juggle like three, only getting three games maximum of Kyrie per series or four games maximum. It's just insane. I mean, it's nuts. I don't have a feel for it. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's really unprecedented in terms of the situation of, of, you know, we're, we're only going to have this guy on the road and in the playoffs, that's a massive disadvantage for the, the nets, you know, it's, especially if they have home court advantage, you're going game seven conference finals against whoever the Milwaukee bucks, you're going to want to have Kyrie there, but if it's in Brooklyn, he's not there unless, you know, all uh, the way things stand now. That's a massive blow. It's and it's a mental issue too, right? Because you, you mentally, it's like the home games. Harden and KD are going to have to press a little. I mean, they're, I mean, they're some of the greatest players of all time, so they're used to sort of the pressures. KD's a champion, but the, the mental aspect of like I have to press more in this game because we don't have Kyrie. Then the road games, you have, <laughs> you get this boost. It's just the gym, the mental gymnastics it, is insane. That's going to be it's going exhausting. On. It's yeah. exhausting. And the playoffs are already tiring enough, are already stressful enough mentally. Like it makes it really challenging in a way that like, and hey, they might be so talented, those three, that they can overcome it. 
you know, but it's hard, you know, and it's not an easy way to just look at it. So I just think, man, it's it's going to be an extremely challenging situation for the Nets going forward. Now, as content creators, we love this, <laughs> right? Like this is going to be a storyline the rest of the year. This is what it looks like when Kyrie's on the court. This is what it looks like when he's off the court. This is da, 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 da. all the, 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 the things that are going into it. None of us have an idea how this is going to play out. Well, it's a great data set for how impactful is Kyrie Irving. Because, I, I mean, there was that time when he was in Boston and he had an injury and the team's record improved greatly when he was out. And then there's always the discussion of, like, our team's better off with Kyrie Irving. And it's like, well, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure a guy who, who's 35-5 and five shooting 40, you know, 50, 40, 90 is impactful positively. Um, but we're going to have a nice data set to know how much does Kyrie Irving help a team. I'm going to guess like a decent amount. I'm just, that's my extrapolation, but I don't know. And, and, and more importantly, if they struggle with Kyrie, yes, you know, on the road, everybody's going to be, they should tell Kyrie to go away. Like yeah. there's going to be all sorts of, of stuff that's going to come out of this. You know, it's going to get really interesting. And how so this is just a fascinating case study. You, yeah. you know, that the Nets are going to be matched up against the Toronto Raptors in the first round. Because he, Kyrie cannot play, cannot even cross the border, and it's it, that's just how karma works, and it's gonna that's how it will work. They will play the Raptors, and they may lose to the Raptors for now. But I mean, but it's but it's all it's it, but it, that's that's something they have to be thinking of. Yeah, you know, and and I think part of it too, as a teammate, you're looking at him going like, "Damn, dude, really?" Like, you know, you're James Harden trying to f- compete and get your first finals. Yes. Really? You're not going to really like I got to go into Milwaukee game seven conference finals, you know, in Brooklyn and you're not going to be there. I came to play with KD and you like there's there's an element of that. That's that's really kind of going to be interesting how that plays in the locker room altogether. Um, and, and again, no idea. I'm not I'm yeah, projecting here, guys, but yeah. it's like we we don't know anything. It, James might be like, no, we got this. We're good. You know, it, 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 but it's, you can understand, I can understand it. Cause that'd be my mentality. I'd be like, damn, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and, I'd be frustrated. And the, the thing of having wa- now watching James Harden all the time, uh, he's not afraid to voice his opinion at all. No, he's not. He's happy to tell players on the floor. Hey, you gotta do better. Mo. I so appreciate you doing this. Mo Dekeel, check him out at Mo Dekeel underscore NBA. On yes, Twitter, sir. Twitch. Everywhere else in the world, also co-host Nerd She Wrote. Mo, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.